What do we tell our kids when practically everywhere they go, everything they see, and everything they hear and experience seem to contradict nearly everything we've ever stood for and taught them as parents? When what they've been taught about right and wrong, truth and error, and good and evil all seems to be turned inside out and marginalized by the so-called thought leaders of our day. Well, if you're a Christian and a parent in America, does it seem like you're living in the matrix in some place where either you've gone mad yourself or perhaps the rest of the world has? Well, first of all, know that you're not alone. We're all in this together. But we're up against a rebellion of sorts at home that has a powerful ally in our very own culture. Today, a look at the possible sources of the problem. Does it really stem from our supposedly archaic biblical worldview? Or is it something much larger and more dangerous, such as the snapping of the American mind? We'll talk it out next on Licensed to Parent. And if you're just joining us for the first time, Licensed to Parent is the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program helping teens in crisis and, by extension, their families. I'm Rich Rosel, and our host is Trace Embry, the founder and director of Shepherds Hill. Now, if this is your first time, then you know all that, so welcome back. And uh, Trace, I know that today's topic is another one very near and dear to your heart, and joining us today is a man who's been with us before. In fact, not all that long ago, I remember there being so much more that you wanted to talk to him mm -hmm. about that you've actually even been working on a book from a parenting perspective that addresses much of what our guest today is concerned with in his book about America at large. Yeah, I've had that in the mothballs for quite a while. Uh, we talk a lot about it here on License to Parent, but uh, I'm still not sure we talk about it enough. I think maybe it's because it's, uh, it just seems so Orwellian or Twilight Zone-esque that we're you know, afraid people might just tune us out. But by virtue of what I do here at Shepherd's Hill Academy, and, and I know I'm whipping a dead horse here when I say this, I truly believe that uh, so many of um, the attitudinal and, and behavioral issues and failures that we're seeing uh, in so many of our kids and families today, and they're myriad, have way more to do with the insanity that is now systemic to today's American culture than, than yeah. any one particular issue like you know sex, drugs, or, or rock and roll. All these things and more certainly play into the grander scheme of things, and, and they're certainly interrelated throughout that grander scheme. But uh, this is a much thornier issue than, than most people realize. And I think uh, even fewer people, and I'm including the Christian population when I say this, are really equipped and, and ready to properly deal with it. Uh, and I think this is largely because it's going to uh, uh, come at a whale of a cost to uh, our own personal comfort and, and routine as Christians. Christians have... Uh, been complicit in all this. It's like the whole country has, uh, quote-unquote, drank the Kool-Aid that Satan himself has served up to a very vulnerable and naive people, Rich. So we're going to uh, keep beating this drum because our kids, our families, and our nation's future are all at stake here. In fact, um, uh, I don't think it's a stretch to say that the future of the whole world is at stake. Uh, we've messed with God's ecosystem, and uh, without repentance, uh, that never ends well. Oh, you're absolutely right. Well, let me uh, reintroduce our guest before we talk about this any any further. David Capellian is an award-winning American journalist, vice president and managing editor of the online news giant WorldNet Daily, or WND.com. He's editor of Whistleblower Magazine, a widely read columnist, and is also a best-selling author of three influential books, 
The Marketing of Evil, its sequel, How Evil Works, and most recently, The Snapping of the American Mind, Healing a Nation Broken by Lawless Government and Godless Culture. Uh, David Capellian has been interviewed by Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, uh, Neil Cavuto, and uh, he was back with us in January. So if his name sounds familiar to you, that could be why. And incidentally, you'll find that uh, original interview we had with David on our website at LicensedToParent.org. David, welcome back to Licensed to Parent. Thanks for having me back. Hey, uh, for, for those who may not have been uh, with us the last time that uh, you were here, uh, can you just recap the premise of your book, uh, The Snapping of the American Mind, and then tell us how it might actually uh, give parents a jump start toward understanding what they're truly up against when raising their kids in 2018 America? Well, you know, I'm a journalist for the past 35 years, so I'm constantly um, reporting on and analyzing the, uh, the culture, the politics, and uh, the, the, the larger world around us. And uh, the, the basic premise, in a nutshell, of the snapping of the American mind is that what we call the left is mad. Mm-hmm. And that it is not only that, but it is driving the rest of the country, including all the young people that you're talking about and concerned about, is driving them over the edge in various ways. And what I do in the book is I take the individual pathologies, the addiction, the uh, preoccupation with sex, the, just all the things that come from, from life having no meaning, the, the suicide rate, school shootings, all this, mm-hmm. and I connect the dots between the larger pathology of the left which has given us, you know, abortion, has taken away the transcendent value of human life, the, it's gone for total sexual anarchy, all these very revolutionary, radical things as distinct from the Christian culture we grew up with, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm saying that it's not just in the larger sense that, oh, wow, look at the culture. We see a lot of crazy stuff in the culture and, and, and gross sexuality in the culture. It's going down where it's affecting families and children, and we can see it reflected in the suicide statistics, the opioid uh, statistics. You know, the last two years, more people died from opioid overdoses than died during the entire Vietnam War, each year, 2016, 2017. So these are, if we're ever going to get a a grip on what's happening to our country, we're going to have to look at the forces and influences that are that are causing that, and and that's essentially what the, what the book is about. It's just the hard edged look at the effect that the left is having on the country, including on all the young people and the individuals, the individual right. pathology we see all around us. But that left, that same left, is shutting down the free speech to even have the conversation, David. And it, this idea that sex and gender are mutually exclusive uh, come about in the 1950s by getting John Money. Uh, Johns Hopkins threw that all out the window. Uh, it's a false premise. So those 67 genders are based on a false premise. And when you buy into a false premise, then in, in any story can make sense. Uh, so what role, in light of that, what role do you see the secular mental health industry playing in the snapping of the American mind? Yeah, yeah. Un- unfortunately, the, the, as you say, the secular mental health establishment, because it has cut God and ultimate meaning and truth out of the equation, it doesn't have any real understanding, and therefore all they have is drugs 
to give people. Uh, we have 11% of the American population uh, over the age of 12 is taking SSRI oh, antidepressants yeah, yeah. today. One in four, listen to this, one in four middle-aged women, uh, in other words, 23% of women 40 to 59, are taking these powerful mood-altering <laughs> drugs with these fearsome side effects. Why? Because they're tangled up and they're unhappy and they go to a doctor who's supposed to know better mm-hmm. and they don't know anything and they give them drugs and also they don't, insurance doesn't want to pay for therapy and for talk. It's all expensive. Mm-hmm. It's much easier just to give them a prescription, see me in three months and, uh, and, and that's what we have. So right. we have something like 130 million Americans that are dependent on mind-altering substances right. just to get through life. And, and that's, that's like all the adults yeah. are taking some yeah. kind of substance because life is painful. Look, life has always been painful. The Bible tells us right. it's full of you know, trials and tribulations. But if life has meaning... Okay, if your life has meaning and you're oriented in the right way and there's a redemptive value to your suffering, then you can handle a lot. But if it's just empty and meaningless and all you have and is no pain and, yeah. and no meaning, then it's very easy to check out to where, like, I, I don't really care if, like, this is the last day of my life or not. There are a lot of people there, and it's because, if I can get very bottom line with you, mm-hmm. what we call the left... I'm talking, yes, call it the hard left, radical left. It's not just a political philosophy that, you know, believes in abortion and blah, blah, blah. It is basically in rebellion against God. That is exactly right. And, and, and that's where the vast majority of the pain that you're talking about comes from. But you mentioned one in four people on, on, on meds, uh, women. One in five have some kind of herpes virus, and one in four in the inner city have the herpes virus, some kind of STD. This is, inc- this is, I mean, this is crazy. I, I, absolutely nuts. And so it, apropos to your, your, the title of your book. Yeah, there's there's actually you know research showing where they've uh, um, they they look at college freshman girls who have gotten drawn into the whole sexual anarchy movement, and it's very mm-hmm. easy for a young, uh, attractive girl to be drawn into having sex with everything that moves. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and the, there is real hard research, a lot of which is done by people on the left. The whole social science movement is basically dominated by the left, but even so. They will tell you that these girls are more prone to suicide, more prone to depression. And, and you know, you're, God bless them. You have to just look at it and say, you think, mm-hmm. you know, right. you, you're, you're, you, you look, I have, I have children in their 20s. Okay. And, and, you know, thank God they, they grew up pretty straight. Uh, and they, they haven't gotten involved in, in, in all of this stuff. Okay. But, you know the horrible inner conflict and the the, uh, the 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 lack of self-respect, the self-hatred that you have when you allow yourself to be used that way, because there is a God and you do have a conscience. Right. You know, it's the same thing with abortion. We have, uh, you know, every what thirty seconds or so, there's there's an abortion in this country, and but there are, there are many young women who have an abortion and who realize what they did, and there is real forgiveness and redemption and healing for them. And there are so many good people that are involved, just like you are. You're trying to like 
you know, bring some light into the world. Mm -hmm. There are many people, every town has a, you know, crisis pregnancy center where people usually who went through it themselves when they were young and stupid and whatever, and and they did this and they found the forgiveness of God and they want to share that. There is so much hope and goodness and people formerly broken people who've taken that brokenness and, and, and they're now using it to help other people. This is why the best counselors, you're talking about opioid addiction, the best counselors are the former addicts. addicts, That's right. Because they're the people where when the addict says, no, bro, you don't know what I'm going through. It says, you know what? I do know what you're (laughs) going through, so shut up. Okay, I was exactly (laughs) where you are. And and you can go beyond this. There is life beyond this, okay? And, uh, And so there's so much good work and so much redemption available out there uh and i you know this is still the best country in the world um but you know the the left and the people you mentioned they're trying to take away the uh even your freedom of speech it there is a madness it's a spiritual quality that is descending on this and people they need to recognize it this is not your father's democratic party that's exactly this is not the you know, the left that used to defend civil liberties and stuff, it's yeah. gone. But it all goes uh, it, it all goes back to the premise, though. If, if God's in the equation, you look at things a lot different. If he's not, you look at things a lot different. But Rich is looking at me, we got to take a break, so we'll, we'll, we'll pick it up after the break. Well, and this is actually a good point, because David was just talking about how there, there is a silver lining there. there you know, there, there are some Absolutely. positives that come out of this. When we come back, I'm hoping we can look at where we go from here and maybe find out if there is a way to redeem the American mind that is in the process of snapping or uh, whether <laughs> whether it's all toast. We'll find out in a moment. We're talking today with uh, David Capellian of WND.com, World Net Daily. Uh, we've been discussing his book, The Snapping of the American Mind, Healing a Nation Broken by a Lawless Government and Godless Culture. You can learn more about David Capellian, that's spelled K-U-P-E-L-I-A-N, and find the book we're talking about on Amazon and at snappingoftheamericanmind.com. More conversation in just a moment. This is Licensed to Parent. Everywhere we go, we're surrounded by screens. Have we entered into a techno-utopia or a virtual prison? Prison. Prison. Is our social experience richer and deeper or more shallow and artificial? Discover insightful answers to these questions in the documentary DVD, Captivated, Finding Freedom in a Media Captive Culture. You'll learn from media experts, church leaders, and inspiring individuals and families from across the country, including Trace Embry and students from Shepherds Hill Academy. Most importantly, you'll discover how God's Word addresses the unique media challenges we face today. Captivated, finding freedom in a media captive culture. Available in the store at LicensedToParent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherds Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherds Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. 
Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and licensed to parent to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org. You are listening to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. And our guest today, once again, is David Capellian of WorldNet Daily, WND.com. And we're discussing his book, The Snapping of the American Mind. Uh, incidentally, David was with us back in January. And if you'd like to go back and listen to that conversation, you'll find it on our website at LicensedToParent.org. David, we, we've talked about things that are going on culturally and how much of a role um, education plays, how much of a role the, the government plays, but how complicit are we as parents, and more specifically as Christian parents, how complicit are we in uh, kind of throwing off the reins and helping things to go haywire? Well, unfortunately, um, I think what somewhere between 70 and 75 percent of Americans still self-identify as Christians, and yet Unfortunately, we we have still a pretty, uh, not just unchristian, but you know, you could say anti-Christian culture. Mm -hmm. uh, the and the movement is more and more in that direction. I don't want to beat up on us. The, the last chapter of my first book, The Marketing of Evil, was about Christianity, and and basically said that Christians have not been immune to. The marketing of evil, basically this, the selling of this sort of sick, corrupt culture. It's an equal opportunity seducer. Uh, we're capable of being fooled, of being intimidated, of being deceived, and so forth. And, and uh, we, we just have to be diligent. Hopefully, our faith is, you know, real enough that we realize, wait a minute, this is the most important thing in life. There, if, if you don't realize that there is a God and that there are real rules, there are real laws of life that are not, you know, limiting things that you can't do this, you can't do that, that are there to protect us, to give us a full and happy and wonderful life in this life and, and the next life. Okay, if, 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 if we lose sight of that, it's, you know, the, uh, life is, is, is freakish and weird because this is the whole purpose of our life. We're, we're here. We're created. Life is a gift. You look at your, your hands and fingers move, and you have, you know, this wonders of nature. This is all created by a creator. It didn't just happen by, by accident. If you believe that, you're, you're a moron. If you think <laughs> that somehow a bunch of, you know, spit and dirt and, and dust from 100 million years ago somehow became Beethoven and Mozart... That's not possible. That's, that's insane. That's like the 67 genders thing. So to realize that there is a God, and we, we don't understand very much about him because we're very finite. It's like an ant trying to understand a human being. Okay? But still, he reveals himself to us in, in Christ, 
where he can talk in our language and explain, you know, tell us like it is and explain things to us and then have this marvelous, this, this greatest love, you know, greater love hath no man than this that he laid down his life for his friend. And, and he did that. He laid down his life for us so that we could live and live eternally to somehow on some level Without becoming a, you know, it, it doesn't have to be a super complicated theology just to understand, yes, I'm full of sin. I messed up. God, you know, sent his son to die for us. Kind of like Billy Graham's message. It was always a simple, simple. message. Talk to millions of people. It's true. It's a true message. And if that's your sort of foundation, then you can say, you can go to college and, because you want to be an engineer, a doctor, a lawyer, and say, Excuse me, you want me to believe that like up is down and that uh, I should have sex with everything that moves and that there's 67 genders? No, thanks. I'm, I'm going over here. I'm, I'm going to go study. Uh, you, you can survive this country. This is not like Mao's China where it's like you're going to die if, if, you, if you dare say a one word of truth. So this is still a free country, yeah. pretty much. Well, the, and the, 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 the problem, though, Dave, is, is that Everywhere our kids turn, they're getting some kind of uh, digital stimuli with news, information, ideologies. Uh, how, how much of our kids' attitudinal, emotional, behavior, and spiritual problems stem from the entertainment alone that they're inundated with? And this is something I think parents uh, are sometimes complicit in, too. So uh, what can parents do to bring a balance into the entertainment uh, spectrum? Yeah, I, it's it's been a while. I I was not a parent during this heavy digital age where everybody was wired ten different Lucky ways, you. electronic <laughs> devices. But I I can tell you that it's there, there's something about having being a parent and being there and not being phony and fake and and super super religious if you know what I'm saying. Just being real and genuine. If you if you do something wrong, apologize. Be real with your kids. You will have some natural authority where if it's right to say, no, you know, you can't have a computer in your room. You cannot be, you know, to somehow put limits on the, the there's a dark, very dark side to social media, as yeah. you're alluding to, right. okay, uh, and all that. And, and uh, it, it, you know, there, people have ways, whether it's setting down a rule, you can have, you can be on, you know, Snapchat for a half hour, if that's it. You, you know, there, there, are, there are creative enlightened ways to do that and to lay like children always need boundaries okay and they they want it they need it uh and so you just have to find that and there i'm sure you can help more with that than i can because you're dealing with that in that milieu all the time mm-hmm. but i'm just saying that to, in order for kids not to rebel against it okay uh you just have to be real you have to say look i'm sorry i don't understand everything i'm not a perfect person but i do understand this that there is a god and you know this is wrong i'm sorry i did this i'm sorry i got impatient with you okay children are beautiful okay if you're real with them uh then you you've got you've got a better than even chance of like connecting yeah, the problem with them, is the government the government's not even letting our kids uh, or letting parents be real with their kids. Uh, the government is, uh, you know, stepping in and say, junior at eight years old now has a right uh, to a sex change. I know. Well, of course, it, it, you have to save them from the drag queen story hour and all this insanity that's everywhere around them. Our solution was we homeschooled our kids all the way through. That that's a good solution. Yeah. Uh, there are good Christian schools 
but uh, you got to keep them away from the, the beast. Mm-hmm. My, my, my good friend Bob Just, the talk show host, says that the, the culture is a child molester. Oh, that's a great okay? line. That's, a, that's for, what it is. Tremendous line. <laughs> but listen, we, we, we've been talking about how nuts our nation is, but I've heard some pundits tout the idea that violent crime is actually at an all-time low and continuing to decline over the last, what, 10, 20 years now. How do we reconcile this claim with the claims that you and I are making right now about our culture going to pot? Well, you know what violent crime yeah i'm sure that uh, that overall there are there are there are ups and downs in it it's certainly not down in chicago and the big cities uh it's it's insane there so you can do anything you want with statistics right. but you know if you're going to use statistics to tell me that like things are becoming more and more sane you know uh that you know there, there's that's insane there's, <laughs> right there's lies damn lies and statistics uh <laughs> You know, we we just have to recognize the 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 insanity that's based on the anger. And by the way, I have to say, in the in the era of Trump, where in addition to the sexual anarchy and the insanity and abortion of the left, now they have a madness because they're so angry. You know, every Trump is Hitler. All of the people who voted for Trump are Nazis, according to Donnie Deutsch on MSNBC. I'm quoting that correctly. If you voted for Trump, you are a Nazi, is the word he used. Okay, this is getting more and more insane, and the reason I'm mentioning it is that the word mad is used both to mean angry and insane, and there's a reason for that, because if you get mad enough, you go mad. Mm -hmm. And that is what's happened to the new... I've been in the media for 35 years. I know what I'm talking about here. The news media have always been liberal left. Okay. It's different now. They're insane. (laughs) They're literally insane in terms of what do you mean by insane? You know, you you see things that are not there. You are delusional. Mm -hmm. That kind of traditional, you know, lay understanding of insanity. That's what you have in the so-called mainstream media today. No, you're absolutely uh, right. It, it's hard to argue uh, with a mad person or a mad society. Uh, it, but here's an encouragement I want to leave because we're, we're about out of time. Leave our, our families with that are listening to this broadcast today. People don't believe me when I tell them that our, our Shepherd Seal kids uh, often uh, tell me that they hate their parents for no other reason than they never tell me no. I hate my mom. I hate my dad. Why? They never tell me no. How have we contributed to not only the snapping of the American mind, but the mind of our kids by offering them too many choices? That's very profound. I, I, I can't improve on that. I think people just need to think about that. Well, wait a minute. That seems sort of counterintuitive right. in a worldly sense. But, like, there is a deep need that they need from their parents. And I, I think people just need to chew on that. Um, that's very profound. Tell them no once in a while. Uh, you know, they don't, you don't have to be liked. Uh, you don't have to be liked. Uh, your kids will love you. They might not even like you for a season. I know my uh, daughter doesn't for a while during our teen years. She's not in a program, but she runs one now. So there you go. That's awesome. Wonderful. Hey, we've been talking today with uh, David Capellian of WND.com, discussing his book, The Snapping of the American Mind, Healing a Nation Broken by a Lawless Government and a Godless Culture. Uh, David, we could go on for many more hours, I think. So uh, we, we're, we're going to try to make you a regular guest here and talk some more about this fascinating book and uh, try to figure out how to get to the bottom of it. But thanks so much for being with us on Licensed to Parent. Thank you for having me on. Mm-hmm. Bless you. And by the way, you can find his books online at Amazon and this one in particular at snappingoftheamericanmind.com. 
You can also connect with David on Facebook, where he is David Capellian, spelled K-U-P-E-L-I-A-N-W-N-D. David Capellian, W-N-D. And this is Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. You'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. Now, we produce this program to share some of the hard lessons that come from working with troubled teens day after day in the hopes that your family may avoid some of the heartache and avoid the need for a residential program for your team. As always, if you can help our work financially, and we hope that you will, please click the Donate button at the top of the page at LicensedToParent.org and become one of our ministry partners. Your gift can help the work we do at Shepherd's Hill and can help less fortunate families who may need residential care but can't afford it. A donation in any amount will certainly be a blessing, and unfortunately, that need is great during these summer months. Just click the Donate button when you visit LicensedToParent.org, and thanks in advance. Our guest coordinator on License to Parent is Daniel Fasina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.